Hello, everyone, and welcome to Metalography Podcast. I am your host, Willie the Wilster. This episode, we will be looking at Megadeth's Countdown to Extinction. I'm continuing my series on the big four of thrash metal with a look at Megadeth. Like I mentioned in the Slayer episode, when it comes to thrash metal, four bands were really the pioneers of it. Uh, They include Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer, and Anthrax. Just to review, thrash metal is a subgenre of heavy metal that focuses on fast tempos, low guitar riffs, and some shredding style and lead work. Megadeth definitely gave thrash metal a unique sound. Overall, Megadeth's lyrics really focused more on social issues and governmental issues, and not so much on religious scale like Slayer would sometimes focus on. And much like Seasons in the Abyss was the first Slayer album I got, Countdown to Extinction was the first Megadeth album I bought. This album came out just after I had started to get into heavy metal music. I remember the video for Symphony of Destruction premiering on MTV. I watched it and thought it was great. I had heard of Megadeth before this video came out, but just was not very familiar with them. I remember seeing a guy in school wearing a Megadeth shirt, and of course the first thing that that stuck out to me or that I noticed was how similar their logo looked to Metallica's a bit. And I thought to myself, are they trying to copy Metallica, rip them off? Uh, What's going on here exactly? And being new to heavy metal, I had no idea that Dave Mustaine, uh, the lead singer and guitarist of Megadeth, used to be the lead guitarist of Metallica. So I had no idea of that deep history between the two bands at that time. Of course, later I would learn of all that history and how Dave was in the band and was kicked out and then formed Megadeth, but that's more information for another time or another conversation. So let's get back to Megadeth and back to seeing the video for Symphony of Destruction for the first time. During the time the video came out, MTV had a segment where you could actually call to vote on what videos you wanted to see. And this was the precursor to what would later be known as Total Request Live or TRL. Anyways, they had a 1-800 number to call and cast your vote. And I decided to call one day and was fortunate enough to get through and not get a busy signal. So I said I wanted to see Symphony of Destruction by Megadeth. And I thought that was kind of cool at the same time. And being that I was like 12, maybe 13, I was like, I tried to sound a little older and try to lower my voice when requesting that. So they wouldn't be like, hey, who's this little kid calling requesting Megadeth here? Uh, But it was really neat. And uh, of course, the video was played a lot on MTV leading up to the release of the album. And when the album finally came out, I went to the record store and got myself a copy of it on cassette. It was one of those albums that for me, I just enjoyed every track on it for the very first time. And Megadeth didn't get too much airplay on the radio stations where I grew up. But when this album came out, they played a lot of Symphony of Destruction and Sweating Bullets on the radio. And both songs are great, but I think some of the more deeper tracks on the title, excuse me, some of the deeper tracks on the album are a little better. I quickly became a fan of Megadeth after listening to this album, and I continued my journey into heavy metal with Megadeth, and Megadeth would just remain a solid all-time favorite for me. As I found more bands and exposed myself to more genres, Megadeth was still kind of one of those solid foundational metal bands for me that I knew I could always kind of come back to and pop in an album by them and just remember my 
my kind of growing roots of heavy metal and getting into the heavy metal style of music. Uh, much like when I go back and listen to some of my old Metallica albums, it kind of brings back that same feeling. So according to a chat I had with Abraham Lincoln on the internet, this album came out on July 14th, 1992 through Capitol Records. It entered the Billboard 200 chart at number two, and that was the band's highest position ever. The album has achieved double platinum status. In Rolling Stone's 2017 Greatest Metal Albums of All Time, this came in at number 33. The album has been acknowledged as their commercial breakthrough performance. And in 1993, the record was nominated for Best Metal Performance at the Grammys, but it had won the Humane Society's Genesis Award for raising awareness for animal rights. The lineup on this album is Dave Mustaine on guitar and lead vocals, David Ellefson on bass and backing vocals, Marty Friedman on guitar and backing vocals, and Nick Menza on drums and backing vocals. This would kind of be considered their classic lineup, and Countdown to Extinction was the second album of this lineup. The songs on this album are Skin O' My Teeth, Symphony of Destruction, Architecture of Aggression, Foreclosure of a Dream, Sweating Bullets, This Was My Life, Countdown to Extinction, High Speed Dirt, Psychotron, Captive Honor, Ashes in Your Mouth. Skin on My Teeth opens up with a drum roll solo, then a little riff that plays a downscale beat. It is a great first track that has a good fast tempo to it. The chorus slows a little bit to a nice groove. The solo has the main tempo beat with a bit of shredding style in the lead work. Lyric-wise, this song has a theme more focused on suicide. Not glorifying it in any way, but just how suicide is an issue in today's society. While social issues and government were major topic of Megadeth's lyrics, suicide will also be a theme of many of their songs throughout their musical career, and each album would have a song or two addressing that issue. Like I mentioned earlier, Symphony of Destruction was the first video that came out for this album. I think the part that stuck out to me the most was at the time this song came out, was that main riff that is played at the beginning and during the verse, I just like how dark and almost sinister it sounds. It fits with the theme of a puppet politician being controlled by a bigger government. As I mentioned earlier, government and the establishment were major themes of Megadeth's songs. They never seemed to lack on content for songs of that nature. This video has a mix of color and black and white. The color parts are mostly focused on the band, and the black and white is focused on the story of the song, showing politicians living a big life while society around them struggle. To me, I enjoyed the music more than the video. And at the end of the video, there's a sample of John F. Kennedy's famous line about asking what you can do for your country being played to close out the video. Go back and check out this video and see if you remember seeing it, um, watching it for the first time, or if maybe you seeing it now, what do you think of the video? I think the video still really holds up very well uh, for today. And of course, the song is an all-time classic of Megadeth. Architecture of Aggression starts out with a sample of war sounds being played, but the opening riff sounds like a classic thrash metal riff that I've always enjoyed hearing. The tempo is not a super fast pace, but the verse riff keeps a low chugging drive to it. The chorus keeps the same tempo as the verse and the song doesn't really have much time changes in it. 
Like Metallica, Megadeth would sometimes write songs with multiple time changes, kind of a foundation of some classic thrash metal writing styles. Foreclosure of a Dream was the second video I saw premiere by them. I saw it on Headbangers Ball. I remember tuning in to that week's episode and they announced they would be premiering the new Megadeth video. So of course I made sure to stay tuned for that. The song starts off with an acoustic intro and it was fitting on how the video opens with an elderly couple sitting outside their home or property while it is being auctioned off. Hence a foreclosure. The acoustic guitar would continue into the verse riff. Then, when the chorus comes in, the rest of the band fills in in a low chug, and the drums do a double bass beat with the rhythm of the guitars. The video continues with more images of more foreclosed houses and poor areas. Another issue that Megadeth focuses on is poverty and class separation. About halfway through the song, there is a sample played of George Bush saying the famous line of Read My Lips, and the video shows the clip of that on a TV screen. The song picks up during the bridge and solos, but mostly it keeps the acoustic guitar riff during the verse and the chugging riff during the chorus. Even though this song was probably not as big as Symphony of Destruction, it is one of my favorite songs off this album. Okay, so next is Sweating Bullets, and honestly, I don't know what to talk about first with this one. The video or the song, (laughs) it's such a unique video, and even the theme of this song was different. If you've seen the video, then you can just picture the different scenes of Dave Mustaine talking to his multiple selves in a locked room that looks like an old prison or maybe an asylum. The theme of the song focuses on some mental health issues and paranoia. The song's lyrics are written and sung in a more conversational style. I do remember watching this video on TV and thought it was pretty cool how they imposed multiple versions of not only Dave, but the rest of the band. During the bridge, the video shows each of the band members in their own locked rooms with multiple versions of themselves. The riff during the chorus almost has a bit of an upbeat jazz feel to it, which contrasts the stark, sharp notes played during the verse. Basically like this song has its own multiple personality disorders. Very creative song and video. And watching the video today, the special effects really do hold up. For being done in 1992 or 93, special effects for videos were not very blockbuster level. But this one holds up. Take a look for yourself and let me know what you think. Check it out and see how the special effects on that video just really do hold up today. And of course, one of my favorite lines in that song, which uh, a good friend of mine, Mark, loves to say whenever you're telling him a story is, nice story, tell it to Reader's Digest. And just every time I hear that line in the song, I can't help but think of uh, my friend Mark just saying that kind of to be uh, silly and just kind of, you know, his sarcastic self that he is. This Was My Life is next, and I like how the verse has a little bit of a melodic riff to it. Plus, the sounds of the song always felt like it was classic Megadeth song and the sound that would, to me, be what Megadeth would write a lot. Towards the end of the song, there is a nice solo that is not super shredding, but has a nice tone that fits with the song. The tempo doesn't really pick up on the song, but I love how the ending has this low chugging to it. Now, the title track, Countdown to Extinction, became one of my favorite songs off this album the very first time I heard it. The clean guitar melody that plays at the beginning and during the verse was so dark to me. 
but it is the chorus that I really liked about this song. The triplet feel of the guitar melody just sounded amazing to me, and even today I still enjoy that melody. Now, I mentioned earlier that this song won the Humane Society's Genesis Award for the content and theme of the song, the theme being about animal rights and the loss of life they have experienced. Now, when I got the album and I looked at the album cover and the title of the album, I never would have thought the song would have been about the extinction of animals or other creatures. So it was a nice surprise when I heard this song for the very first time. Countdown to Extinction is not only one of my favorite songs off this album, but it is also one of my all-time favorite Megadeth songs. I like how the song High Speed Dirt takes a bit of a different theme to it. The lyrics focus on the adrenaline feeling from skydiving, and the music sounds like something you would hear for a promotion for some kind of extreme sport. So it fits. And while I do like this song, to me it's one of the weaker songs on the album. The next song is Psychotron. The theme of this song is based on some comic book characters, with the lyrics, computer on board, part bionic and organic, not a cyborg. It paints a picture of a unique character. Music-wise, the riff for this song has some nice groove to the low chugging, especially during the verse. And I can't help but enjoy the way Dave Mustaine delivers the lyrics during the verse. Very harsh. I always felt that Dave had a unique singing style. You can never mistake his voice on a song, that's for sure. Captive Honor takes a look at prison and the consequences of crime. The beginning of the song is slow and almost ballad-like. Clean guitar and a nice clean melody from Dave's vocals. Then there's a unique part with a bit of dialogue being spoken of the main character's trial and sentencing. The rest of the story is played out as the character enters prison and everything just goes dark. It's not a happy song at all, and again, looks at some of the social issues that Megadeth tend to write about. Musically, it is also not a fast tempo song, and the solos are not the usual fast or shredding style more common in thrash metal, but it does have a bit of a blues undertone that I think fits with this theme of prison and incarceration. Kind of think of maybe a Johnny Cash song with a little more steroids i hate to use that word steroids but a little more power to it kind of what makes metal metal the last track is ashes in your mouth and the first thing i like about this song is the tempo changes with it being one of the longer songs on the album you get a few tempo changes in it and i would compare it to something that metallica would have written for like injustice for all now, I'm in no way comparing Megadeth to Metallica at all. Just a simple observation on how the two biggest thrash metal bands used the same songwriting structure and style to showcase not only their uniqueness of songwriting abilities, but also how thrash metal could be more than just one simple, fast tempo throughout the entire song. It's something to me that I always enjoy hearing bands experiment with. The time changes keep going throughout the song and tempo picks up in some places. For being the last track, it is a pretty solid way to end the album. So my final review of this album is it is a really good album to me. Like I mentioned, it was the first Megadeth album I ever got and was really my first exposure to them as a whole. Eventually I would check out more of their older material and those albums definitely hold up on their own and they will be looked at in later episodes. 
Even though this album was more of their commercial breakthrough album, there is a strong argument that can be made for a couple of their earlier albums to hold the title of Best Album by Megadeth. Megadeth definitely made a statement with this album in that they are a band that can achieve major commercial success just as much as any other heavy metal band in that time period. One other thing that stuck out with me when I first heard Megadeth and saw their videos was that they played on Jackson guitars. And while I was growing up and learning to play the guitar, I always wanted a Jackson guitar. Well, it took a while for for that to happen, but eventually I did get my very own Jackson guitar that I love to play on, and I've used it for a few performances. You know what? I love Megadeth, and I will always love Megadeth. They are still making music today, and as far as I can tell, they have no intention of stopping anytime soon, and that is perfectly fine with me. Thanks for joining me. Please let me know what you thought of this album by emailing me at metalographypodcast at gmail.com. Also, let me know of any albums you would like for me to review. Please like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. This helps to grow the show and make it better. Follow us on Twitter at Metalography Pod and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Metalography Podcast. All the links are in the description below. Thanks again for listening and for your support. And remember, keep it loud and keep it metal. Be blessed, everyone.